Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. And uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Uh, What are we talking about today, Greg? Commando. Yes. It's our first Arnie movie, which is... A crime, it seems. Interesting. And we've chosen sort of a random, well, not a random one, but... We haven't pictured an obvious entry point necessarily. Yes, because it's not quite at the beginning. Yeah. And it's not quite the peak. Yeah. It's not quite the biggest. But it is important. Yeah. It's an important it's movie. Important. Important. Um, we will say we refrained from impersonations, I think, quite well during Forrest Gump. Yeah. It's not the case this time. I would say that there's going to be a few tonight. Yeah. And they're all going to be good. Yeah. Most of them I'll edit out be. most of the bad ones, but some will slip through the cracks. There's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. So, you know, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to do this movie. I um, hadn't seen it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it came out in 85, so I don't think I saw it as a one-year-old. And so I'm not sure when I saw it, but um, big movie. Budget of $10 million, a gross of $57.5 million. Good return. Feels like a cheap cost because there was explosions. Yeah. Right? He probably wasn't that expensive yet. Cause, Definitely not. But even the return, though, because... Um, what did you say the return was? $57 million, which is nearly six times. But Rambo, which is sort of the, the twin to this movie, it's a bit of a Bugs Life ants situation. Rambo 2? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Rambo First Blood 2. I know that's... Because when we talk about that, that gets confusing. But um, that was the number two movie in the box office that year. Commander was number 25. Mm. So um, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? I think at that point, Stallone was maybe a bigger star. Well, clearly. And that's he, sort of a franchise. He, well, Arnie didn't have an Oscar. He hadn't really spoken. He hadn't said anything yet. Yeah. Sarah Karner. Karner. Yeah. That's about it. Who is your daddy and what does he do? He hasn't said that yet. Interestingly, though, because I was expecting this to be more shit canned from a critic point of view, but on Rotten Tomatoes, 70% critic score. And 67% audience score. I think it must be, in the historical context, this must have been like a new thing. I think we're going to get into more of that. The one-man army or... Yeah, what's kind of the dawn of the modern action movie. It's so bro. Yeah. Well, actually, this era of the action movie has probably died off at this point, but it was the dawn of that kind of movie. Yeah. This and Rambo together, First Blood 2 together. What about about Broader 85? You got any Greg picks there? Uh... Oh, that's what. Oh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future was number one. Rocky four. Rocky four was number three. So Stallone had two in the number in the top ten in the top five. Yeah, he's he's flying. in the top three. He is flying. He's fucking flying! Look at me chop him flying. Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire both in that year. So they're really yeah. So very... this is both important for Brat Pack, but also the dawn of Lat Pack. Would you say? Yeah, there's a lot of packs. Yeah. What about this movie specifically? Do you have any specific? My yeah, I do. Right. So I wouldn't. I definitely wasn't three. Yeah. I didn't watch this when I was a kid. I think I probably yeah. was about more like eight. Yeah. And there was a kid down reasonable. the road who was like reasonable more, age to see men's heads get chopped off. And- yeah. <laughs> it is actually. Yeah. Right. 
There's some graphic scenes in this, yeah. which I forgot about. I forgot too. Yeah, the head, the throwing the. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 circular the saw, saw discs. Thing. Yeah. yeah, the circular saw discs. <laughs> dunk dunk. Um, there was a guy that lived down the road from me, pretty hardcore sort of guy, Stu, and Stu's dad I think was like a some sort of military hectic guy, right. and the brothers were all like pretty. Hectic. They had like swords up on the wall. Uh, yes. That's kind of the coolest thing. It was the coolest thing ever. They lived next door to my auntie. And um, Stu brought a copy over to our house and I watched it. And oh. I, I had the worst seat because all the boys were there and I was just like this. I, I got kicked off the couch because I was the youngest by quite a lot. And I remember just a lot of like watching from behind, <laughs> just going, whoa, <laughs> what is this raw masculinity? <laughs> Like, it is the most testosterone-charged film just yeah. about ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. So that was mine. I don't have specific memories. I think I was trying to, like... you seen it, though? Like, yeah. younger? Yeah, but then as I was watching it, I mean, we'll get, we'll get into rewatch later, but as I was watching it, I'm like, I don't think I've seen this as much as I thought I had. It's like there's moments that are quite imprinted in my brain, but then there's all these gaps in between. I've put it down to, basically, I think this is... It's not quite a tier one... Arnie movie for me, so it's just like interesting. You, know, you got your like, you got your Terminators and True Lies and Total Recall and like those are pretty heavy, like hardcore imprinted in my brain. And then there's just kind of all the rest. <laughs> so this it's funny because this was in my head or in my memory a tier one because maybe maybe it was the first one you saw if you were eight. It probably was because I reckon I probably saw T two first. I definitely saw this before that. Right. I think, yeah, that's a good point. I think this was my first it's only an entry movie. point, yeah. Whereas this, by the time I saw this, it was probably just like, it wasn't a big affair. It was ah, just, yeah. 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 yeah, but Arnie himself was a massive deal. Arnie was a big deal. Yeah, big yeah. deal. Is, big. Is. is. Huge friend of the show here. Uh, Can friend we of the just, show, uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, if we could articulate that uh, at this point, I thought it would be fair. Yeah, man. Both on the on the... Film set and outside the film set. We yeah. The, so, yeah, he's a big deal, man. Because I reckon I probably watched this in high school and I'd seen Terminator 2 and that growing up, but then Arnie in my household became quite significant. My mother introduced me to Pumping Iron, the documentary. That's remarkable. Which we will do at some point. Yeah. that does, yeah. It deserves its own thing, but just a, a quick, quick one on that. Because in, in significance of Arnie, for me, the, my, my mother was teaching... Uh, I think it was like health classes in prison. And that was like the, either they got her onto it or she got them onto it. I can't remember, but she was showing them the pumping iron video. And then she showed me and I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And that's what I think I first got introduced to Arnie as like an intelligent human. Yeah. And a witty, hilarious. Obviously he's done some things in his life where he's maybe made some mistakes. So I'm not, I don't idolize him like on all levels, but he's definitely done some amazing things man he's had three completely different careers he's very special i think it's like when you, when, you gotta when watch movies you ask like this. me yeah on the poses how do the poses then i confuse them and i teach them the wrong things i give them <laughs> the wrong advices give them the wrong advices he's uh and he you have to remember we all forget how crazy it is that he's a movie star it doesn't make any sense the movie stars don't look like him or they didn't look like him then no and his accent yeah None of these things are like, oh, this is movie star material right here. He did it in spite of those things, not That's as right. a result of those things. Very good so point. it's like there's 
just oh, that whole the whole legend of Arnie, it just resonates so strong with me. And it goes back further. Like he basically was a relatively poor guy. He was from Austria. Yeah, he's from Austria. He was a farmer from Austria. They would share a bath in their household and he would bathe last. Like there's all these stories. All Maybe these. that's how he got his superpowers. Maybe, yeah. He was soaking up all the bath juice of <laughs> his siblings and relatives. But yeah. Oh man. Can we look into that? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um What's your favorite Arnie movie? We're gonna, we'll, there will be a bit of love fest around Arnie, but we're gonna do other Arnie movies. So, no, this isn't gonna be the Arnie episode. Don't worry about that. We're gonna try and keep it relevant to this particular movie. Yeah, we're gonna stick with Commando. There's a lot to say about Arnie. That was just a little context. It's the first time we've talked about him. It's the first time we talked about him. So, there's some respect that has to be paid on that level. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't give you a straight up single favorite. Yeah? Yeah. I was thinking about it all day. I don't know what order. But I think my top three would be... Can I wait? Can I guess? Yeah. I think I probably said them already. <laughs> yeah. Total Recall, Pumping Iron, Terminator? Well, Two? Pumping Iron's a docker. If, okay, if we're going to categorize them, then that's my... In documentaries, <laughs> that's my number one documentary. And then... <laughs> but in terms of okay, like, if I'm going to put on an Arnie movie, those would be the top three in my list. Really? Like, I would watch, I would watch Pumping Iron ahead of Commando. I would probably would now too. Yeah. In saying that... I enjoyed Commando, and it has an interesting story and an interesting place in history. This is a very significant point in cinema, or at least the movies. Cinema sounds a uh, in this too genre, high <laughs> but but in the movies, this was in, a big in evolution action. in action, in right? Action. Yeah. So Arnie's blowing up at this point. He'd done Conan and he'd done Terminator One, mm-hmm. um, and Pumping Iron. And so there's this writer, Stephen D'Souza, who we'll talk a lot about in this episode. He, he became the screenwriter, but basically a head of a studio whose name I've forgotten um, told him, hey, this Arnie guy is a phenomenon. If you've got anything you can do with him, any project you got for him that can be done for under $12 million, I'll greenlight it like right now. And so they read good a call. bunch of scripts. Yeah, fair good enough. Good call. Yeah, good call. Read a bunch of scripts and they came across this one called Commando. It was written by the same guy that wrote Teen Wolf. And that was a man named Jeff Loeb or Joseph Loeb, depending where you find it. But it was originally written as a story about an Israeli soldier who'd renounced violence and completely transformed from there <laughs> into something completely different. So Stephen D'Souza rewrote it to, to suit Arnie's larger-than-life personality. But this guy, Stephen D'Souza, he's a lap pack dude. He's our boy. The lap pack, if you're forgetting... Tismus Dorsey, the muscle-bound heroes we all grew up with. You had your Brat Pack. There were the there were the sixteen candles, all that, all that bullshit. This is the 80, Lap Pack. Eighty-five was the year, is it? Yeah, it seems like the birth of the Lap Pack this year. But Stephen D'Souza went on to do Die Hard, Judge Dredd, Forty Eight Hours. I'm the in order. Running Man, Beverly Hills Cop Three. Not quite Lap Pack, but you get the idea. Hey, um, um, can I just quickly interject with a little side story? Yes. Uh, and it's probably better suited later into the podcast, but I might forget. Let's do it now then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might forget. And you've just talked about uh, Stephen E. D'Souza writing Commando and Die Hard. Have you heard of the links between Commando and Die Hard? No. So, fan theories oh. in abundance mm. that there was talk of a Commando 2 and in Commando 2, John Matrix is fully retired, but he takes a job as a head of security for some sort of multinational conglomerate working in some big tower in LA. This sounds familiar, and then, but I'm highly suggestible. You've done this before and you're like, nah, I made that up. 
<laughs> I'm not making this up. Uh, or am I? And mean to- meanwhile, his uh, now wife, his bird from the first one, is a lawyer at this place. Right. He basically, he's in charge of security for this company. Yeah. And then he hires like the best of the best to help um, protect it all. Yeah. So he hires this crack team of like badass mercenaries to help him. And then he finds out that his business is actually the dodgy people and they're smuggling arms and all this stuff. Ah. And he's And then they take his wife hostage, his daughter or something, and he's got to like over, he's in the building and he's got to take them over and like kill all the guys that he hired, all the best guys. Right. And save his wife and kids. And uh, apparently Arnie didn't go for it or something happened and it turned into Die Hard. Because that, cause that's also, um, what's his name? Joel Silver as well, the producer, who's a big lap pack guy. He did yeah. Die Hard and a whole bunch of them. So I think that's it, interesting. Yeah, either Joel Silver or both or both of them are denied or something. But it's so specific. It sounds, I mean, maybe that's, yeah. I don't know. That sounds. It's worth sharing with our. I buy into it. I like to believe that's. Oh, it's up our alley, right? We, yeah. We live for the links. Yeah, yeah, In our yeah. business. Yeah, we love this shit. We strive. Yeah. For the yeah, inches. Yeah. Anyway, Stephen D'Souza, he's like, great script, Teen Wolf guy, but it's not lap pack enough. So he blows it up into into what we're familiar with. But Arnie pitches it to Arnie. Arnie's in. Arnie's excited. He says, <laughs> I like this part. I'm in clothes. I'm having a family. It's, it's a part that John Wayne could play. So he's into it. He's like, I, he'd only done Terminator and Conan at this point. Yeah, he's like, right. I'm doing, playing a real character with dimension. He eats an ice cream with his daughter. Yeah. He's doing she, all these things. She puts it in his face she and he goes, face, oh, 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 my God. and you're not stabbing me with this. As I am some kind of cyborg. <laughs> Stop giving me all the ices. Um, <laughs> but it is, I mean, okay, we'll dial that back a little bit. <laughs> it, is at this point, it is at this point in, in, in our podcast where I think we're overdue for a gratuitous Arnie clip uh, on set nice. of, of uh, this very picture. I've camouflage paint on. That's again because Hollywood decided that I'm a little bit too handsome. So they paint my face up to make me a little bit more ugly, whatever we call it. He was always like flexing. See you later. I'm going to go this way now. <clears throat> I remember we were at lunch and, and we, were just, we were just thrilled to be in his presence because he's just like, he's bigger than life. The machine guns are very heavy or so, but that is no problem because I'm used to lifting heavy weights. I happen to be equipped. When people look at my body, they see me well-developed and they think, the first thing they think of is, fasten your seatbelts because it's sunride. And I watch the dailies and I look at myself and I can comfortably say, I happen to be equipped. Am I getting sweaty? He was the genetic perfection. He's genetically perfect. Probably not going to use any of this because it's so honest. Ah, oh, classic Arnie. Classic, classic Arnie. So, should we talk about Ray Dawn Chong, the <laughs> woman? So, that's who you heard of that clip. She is very fond of our pal, friend of the show, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That um, was, I haven't heard that. That was interesting. She's, um, well, why don't I wrap up those other bits? Uh, just the only other bit there is that it's directed by Mark L. Lester, that lap pack guy, also did Showdown in Little Tokyo. So, this is lap pack, like... Pure in its purest sense, um, but Ray Don Chong, the woman you heard in that clip, she was very fond fond of our friend Arnold. The name may not at first glance uh, match the appearance, but she's actually the daughter of Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong fame. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So 
I mean, one element of this film, without getting too far down the path of hours at age, like this was quite progressive to cast a, a woman of color in this role. Yeah, because it, it, it was written for a white woman, and she got it. But she was also in the color purple same year, so she's got two movies in the top ten this year. And and then if her name sounds familiar, it's because it doesn't. It's because we talked about her in the Forrest Gump episode, and I think I thought it was a dude because I didn't know the name. Cast your minds back. Go on. She discovered Chris Pratt in a bubblegum shrimp in Hawaii. What? She was the, yeah. So I mentioned that story of bubblegum sure. shrimp in the Gump episode and that that's where Chris Pat, Pratt was discovered. Ray Dawn Chong was the person, the woman that discovered him because she was making her directorial debut with a film called uh, Cursed Part 3 and wanted to cast him. So she's just a thirst queen. Yeah, maybe. So I've got, I've managed, I managed to get my hot little hand she's... on the trailer for Cursed Part what? 3. Should we play that? Here, a young yeah, Chris Pratt. Oh, we'll we'll put it on Insta so we can see this properly. But so what are we doing now? Regrouping. Yeah, you know, yeah. figure out what shot we can get next. This is perfect. Great, perfect. Yes. It's boring. I don't understand what makes me as Mark be so into her. It's completely fake. It's just not the way I work. Can't a girl be a girl without wanting sex? No. From director Ray Don Chong. Hey man, don't put your face by the window. It's gonna get bit off, man. Experience the terror. <laughs> Feel the danger. And live the horror. <laughs> of making a movie. Monk, no. Monk, now how the hell would you have got up there? The killer is very powerful and hurls me into the tree. Cursed Part 3. It's him. Fascinating. When Tristan told me a couple of weeks ago that Chris Pratt got discovered in a bubblegum shrimp as a waiter. You were I, picturing it as, as Fat Pratt. I was picturing... Fat Pratt ended up being Lat Pack. Yeah, he was Discovered. Not, yeah, he was. Whoa. he's great. I love him, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't get how he would be discovered in a... And pushed into yeah, know, no, but yeah, he he uh, he had some curls too. You know, curls get the girls. That's interesting. So she bridges, that's fascinating. She bridges the gap from like action hero to action hero, from the, the dawn of the lap pack to the modern age action hero ish. Um, then we got Bill Duke, obviously also in Predator with with Arnie as well. He's a he's this fucking scary stone faced guy. <laughs> Just like no expression ever. Yep. Um, then of course we have got Arnie. Talked about Arnie, but remembering that this dude is a fucking huge monster-looking guy with a crazy accent, finally gets to play a normal human, relatively speaking, in a movie. So he's he's pretty pumped for it. Uh, when I stepped out of bodybuilding in 1975, I uh, knew the challenges that were ahead. You know, I had to work on my accent, I had to work on the acting, and I had to put as much effort into it basically as I did in bodybuilding sure. to be a champion in this particular is thing. Is this always what you wanted to do after bodybuilding? I, uh, I want, I, it wasn't clear when I was a kid what I wanted to do but I knew that bodybuilding was a means to an end and it would open up a lot of uh, doors and opportunities. So did you ever consider secretarial work? I, I did, I did. But uh, my typing wasn't that good. Typing was no good. Uh, <laughs> yes, now you so. mentioned you want to, you're trying to, did you say lose your accent or what? No, no, it's just that you always have to work on it to be totally understandable yeah. out there. Well, you don't want to uh, lose it, though, do you? No, it's not important to lose it. I think that uh, some people think it's uh, it's attractive. Uh, other, thing, other people think it's uh, very sexy, which I don't blame them for, for saying so. Uh, uh, 
I think it has a lot of elements there that are very valuable. Plus, you, you know, it it's, it's you one of the things that people, when people hear me, they know it's yeah. Arnold. I used to weigh 250, 240, 250. And uh, I remember when I weighed that much and I went the first time into an agent's office and I said, I want to become an actor, can mm -hmm. you help me? The guy looked at me and he said, listen, you have a weird body, <laughs> you, you have a weird name, and you have a weird accent. He says, forget it. Yeah. Just go back to bodybuilding. And uh, anyway, the agent doesn't work there anymore. No. He's been, he's been fired. <laughs> uh. I tell you, the movie was a lot of fun to make. It's a lot of fun to watch. And I'm very happy that it is uh, the second week in a row, number one in the box office. Is that right? So I think it's a really one of those popular movies, action, adventure, fun, good acting in it, uh, simply because of me. You know. So can I, um, on that point of accent, Yeah. I read a little tidbit that of all Arnie's movies, there's only two where he post-rationalizes his accent. Right. We've talked about Van Damme. Yeah. And many... That's one of our criteria. That he has to have given a... Yeah. Well, you weren't born in France. I just raised you there. Yeah. Like one-liners that explain why he has this yeah. European accent while he's living in LA or whatever. Arnie's only two. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guess. If this is one of them, what... Twins? Oh. Oh, look at you. Just, I was just thinking, logically, that's the only one I could think of. It's twins. And is, what's the other one? Uh, wait, let me think. This. Oh, this. You know, when I was in East Germany. Oh. Remember when he's at the table with his, um, with his okay, daughter? Okay, so I didn't even notice that. Yeah. He mentions East Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone that doesn't... I You don't have to love Arnie. I understand there's some problems there and he's... Yeah, that's cool. But hearing that, the way he talks there... That just shows you what we're talking about. What kind of man he is. Yeah, and there's so much around. I kind of already said it, but the accent and his size were initially perceived as weaknesses and reasons why he could not be a movie star. Which is mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah, in hindsight. But at the in time, you can kind of understand it. Exactly. But these things become his trademark, and they become what he's famous for. His weaknesses become his strengths. This is inspiring shit, yeah. you know? It's like all the things that make you different or what make you, like, fucking Better. awesome. It's, it's, it's purely... How to live your life. Yeah, exactly. And so he's so Embrace good. your differences. Embrace. Yeah. And he does connect those dots yeah. and he has great like motivational speeches and things oh, where yeah. he talks about all that Tons shit. Of it. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in your pockets. Oh, he's, got you know, so many. he's got all these things and he oh, lives it. He just He lives it. Yeah. A fucking farmer from Austria became the fucking governor of California. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that he became a movie star. None of it makes any sense. The bodybuilding in if all he did was bodybuilding, he's already reached the pinnacle of a whole fucking something. It does. It makes sense when you listen to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he works hard, man. Like yeah, you, well, exactly. It's easy to say that, yeah, he, he, he became a movie star and whatever. He does dumb movies or... Yeah, oh, he doesn't know how to act. How does... Yeah, he works fucking hard. He works fucking He's hard. very he self-aware that it's hard to understand what he says. He gets lessons. They're saying in making this movie... They would hear him going, like having singing lessons in his trailer. And it's like, what are you doing a musical? He's like, no, I just know I need to, uh, voice is very important if I'm going to be an actor. And he, he works fucking hard, man. You heard the, some of the stuff you're talking about in terms of him and his motivational stuff. One of the bits I've heard is how he sleeps. He's like six, uh, yeah. six hours or whatever. Yeah. Some people say I need more. I say do it faster. He's like, sleep better. <laughs> sleep harder. <laughs> Like, fuck you, man. I do yeah. need more sleep. I, I tried this six-hour shit. It does not <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. I did at least 16. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> 24. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Should we get into the trailer? Yeah. Man. They 
hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If he wants your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. Do you think that he's going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wait, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? No. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. What are you doing? Helping you get her back. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you think you did. I lied. If it's a mission no man can survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. Let's party. That was a great trailer. Yeah, it's a good trailer. So it's interesting. Trailers, I, I think in, a, in future eps, let's give a... Rating a, of the trailer? Yes. A review of the trailer. Yeah, good point. Because that was pretty good, especially for the time. There was like, towards the end there, there was just kind of that music and cutting between shit. It's pretty yeah. cool. Got me, got me jade. Yeah, 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 yeah. What'd you think of the, when you rewatched it? How did how did you feel? Uh, I was very aware that I was watching it with a different set of eyes. You got new eyes. I got new eyes. This movie was like kind of like the Holy Grail yeah. type thing when I was eight, right? Also, so watching it now, and I haven't watched it. I've watched it since then because I remember remembering, holy shit, this is a really short movie. So we huh. watched the director's cut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was an hour and a half. Yeah. So I think the original might was less. Oh, I meant to look into that. I think we it's watched like the director's cut. I was wondering what the difference was. Yeah. Oh, sorry. An hour 20. Yeah. Or something like that. So a little bit, you know, not heaps shorter, but maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So I remember thinking it was very short, but I enjoyed it because of its nostalgia, but yeah. I, it hasn't dated well as, a, as an experience. As a standalone. Yeah. yeah. I got to be bored. Yeah. There were definitely moments. I'm like, yeah, or like, oh, that's that, yeah. Yeah. This- but then the, I just got, I found it hard to pay attention. <laughs> I yeah. think um, you can kind of see, to your point, you can see the, like, the historical context, the yeah. significance of this movie. I'll be back's in there. Yeah, and sort of as setting the blueprint for a lot of movies that followed. Uh-huh. But I, I was thinking, like, maybe that was the blueprint, but then that's been built upon so much now that going back to just the this is a bit flat. Yeah, and it's... It has its moments, and like moments. it makes a good trailer. And like, if I was just hi- showing highlights, it's good. But it's just, it's a bit. Nah. I had I had endeavoured to sort of unpack a little bit the role of, uh, well, of role models and icons to like young males, yeah, and how they've changed since mid eighties to now, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I watched this thinking he was a fucking god, yeah, like didn't say a lot, was the toughest guy easily in the room. Absolutely yeah. jacked, shot guns everywhere. Yeah. Could flip a car. Yeah. All that stuff. That this movie is jam packed with these these nods to what we probably at that time thought was like the perfect male. Yeah. Exact I guess that's what he is. I guess at so, that yeah, stage. yeah. And how you compare that to if you did do a remake for a bad example, like what, what would 
John Matrix be in 2019? Like, it'd be different. Like, he wouldn't be this out-and-out cold. Yeah, like there wouldn't. There'd be different dimensions. So I would have yeah. thought, I don't know. So I had that when rewatching well, it's kind of John Wick, kind of, the first one. Yeah. It's as it? close. I mean, it's not literally, but it's like they take something he loves and it, and then he just goes and kills everyone. Well, do you know what I thought? I thought Taken was the... Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When I was looking so at he's not perfect. He's not... He's the flawed man. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not... And it's a bit of some moral consequences. A, he's partly to blame. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, that's a good point. And there's, to Arnold's own admission, he's fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You know, yeah. like... There's close-ups on his... There's a the lot of... The bad guys are just cartoon characters. Like, yeah. No or real... the bad guys are fucking statues. Or the bad guy... That? Oh, what? No, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's what? some really poor... When he when he gets to the island and he starts blowing up the bases, Yeah. there's cardboard cutouts standing <laughs> in front of the bloke. You didn't... No? I didn't see that. I didn't notice that. They're, they're there. Um, yeah, so... Th- Arnie, I guess, he's the pinnacle of perfection then. Maybe this day and age people appreciate someone more relatable. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But to then on the flip different. side, before that though, uh, there weren't action stars like this either. Very true. Yeah, so they were like going the from John Wayne's and shit. Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even we talked Death a bit about Russian. the blood, the Bloodsport one. How, yeah, the action movies were westerns and then there were the dark, yeah. Dirty Harry kinds of things and then there it were... came into this. And there was sort of Mad Maxi era. Then there was First Blood, which wasn't quite it yet, but then First Blood 2 and this really kind of kicked it into lap pack territory. Um, and where did it go from there outside of those two actors? Who else got on board on that? I think it's a lot of the Joel Silver slash this guy, um, Stephen D'Souza movies. I mean, those two are the main guys. I'd say Van Damme's in there. I'd say Dolph Lundgren's in there, like Universal. Stuff. Yeah. Um, Danny DeVito. Uh, fucking Wesley Snipes probably in there. Uh, yeah, like we said before, it's pretty much anyone that's in Expendables movies except for Liam Hemsworth. Just check, double checking that you're on board with Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny DeVito. I mean, um, he's in Twins. Yeah. Is that a light pack movie? It rose. <laughs> Um, Ooh, it's just your, it's all cotton. <laughs> I really want to watch Twins. I yeah, can't wait for that yeah, one. I'm looking I really to. haven't watched that in a long time. Um, do you want to do plot or should we get into... Uh, I, I got the plot in like 30 seconds. Hit us with the plot, Greg. John Matrix. John Matrix. Retired. Uh, Special Forces guy. We get the gist. Lovely oh, yeah. I was thinking, montage. is this the first movie that does the retired to the woods and chopping wood with his daughter cliche? It's in most X Men movies. Like Wolverine does it, Magneto does it. Pretty sure. Wearing flannel. Mark Wahlberg does it at least once. Yeah, yeah, right. He didn't grow a beard though. That's anything. He should have grown a beard. What? You what? That was me doing. Mark oh, Mark Wahlberg. Confused. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, what? What do you See, mean? How do you mom? What do you mean? I need a beard. Jesus. <laughs> have you seen his love for Jesus? Oh uh, yeah. Wow. He prays for he prays two for hours every morning. I guess it's kind of like meditation. That's the, that's what I drew out of that yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, plot: John Matrix living in the woods with his soon-to-be super hot daughter Alyssa, Mil- <laughs> Alyssa Milano. Yeah. <laughs> Take me right. wrong. She's not hot. No, in this no, show no. At I, all, get, right? I get, yeah, cool. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, Later in Charmed and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Interview with the vampire. Have you seen no, that? No, not Interview with the Vampire. The vampire movie she's in. Poison Ivy. No, she's in a movie that's called like Touch the Vampire or something. It's basically <laughs> soft porn. Ah. She regrets it. She's, I thought she was in Poison Ivy. She might be. I thought it was that. Anyway. No, there's one that's called Vampire and she's full star. I've done my research, Greg. Trust she me. Gets, 
Teen- teenage Tristan did his research. I was going to say, you've done your research. Teenage Greg did more than other. Oh, teen- um, he he gets in a he gets a surprise visit from an old colonel saying, "Hey man, half your old platoon's getting wiped out." Needless to say, minutes later, guys come steal his daughter. There's a really important scene where he's got like a gun room, like a coded gun room. Oh uh, yeah. Difference is, when I was a kid, I remember that gun room being bigger. That oh, was actually yeah. quite a small little area. Anyway, that's how it works. Uh, and then he's meant to get on a plane. He gets sort of fights for a while and gets constrained. He's meant to get on a plane to go and he's meant to kill the president of Ecuador or some bullshit like that. For that guy with the chin. That's right. The guy has a serious chin. Yeah. All I could think is how does he shave? It's so deep. It's so deep, his thing. It's the deepest bum chin. It's a bum chin. Yeah, but it's a dot. I've got one, but mine's mild. Yeah, his is so deep. So deep. You could hide things in there. But interestingly, in parallel universes, did you know this is a connected universe with Clueless? Why, his chair's dad. Yeah. (laughs) But how's it connected? Just by him. Him. (laughs) This is where he got his money from. Oh, right. He wasn't a lawyer all that time. He was a drug dealer. Right. Where does Paul Rudd come into this? Later. Okay. I like it. I'm in. He wasn't born yet. He probably was. Actually, sorry. He, he was, was already 25. <laughs> he was 50. Uh, we love you. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Paul Rudd. So Arnie gets constrained. He's put on a plane with a the guy. Then he like kills the guy and jumps off the plane. He's dead tired. And then he sets his watch, his nondescript oh, yeah. branded watch, to the amount of time he thinks the flight's going to be, i.e. they're expecting him to land in 11, 11 hours, hours or something, in yeah. Miami or whatever. Yeah, and then he basically goes after the bad guys uh, and finds out. Well, no, he finds out before he goes that the bad guy is actually one of his ex-team members. Right. You don't get a lot of background. No. This, is, this is a very contentious point for me. So the guy that's the main bad guy, the guy that's kidnapped his daughter to do all this, he's yeah. one of his guys that used to be in his team and like, oh, I'm getting you back for kicking me out of your team. Yeah. So we get no context there. He's also Australian. Yeah. Like yeah, so is this like an international team of? I was yeah. thinking that too. Is that is that because he was a last minute recasty? Yeah, and he came from Mad Max. Was he Mad Max? We're talking about Vernon Wells here. I don't know anything about this guy. Yeah, I don't know much other than um, he was. He'd be better off. He he would have been better than Rami Malek in the current. Well, interesting you say that. He says that himself. Said I look like Freddie Mercury on. He fucking looks like Freddie Mercury yeah. in this movie. Also looks like. Chopper. Ah, he I was does. thinking that the whole he time. Because even yes. his, his ears are quite set back, you can't even. That's great. Like he's he's Freddie and Chopper's love child. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of talk about uh, him actually being in love with John Matrix, and that if he can't have him, he must kill him. <laughs> Check this out. Arnold and I are similar heights, similar weights. I mean, he's all muscle. I'm all, you know, just person. Vernon is the kind of a guy you know that you get to know very quickly and uh, that we established a certain kind of a chemistry uh, right away. Wardrobe on Vernon Wells has led to a lot of, you know, conjecture <laughs> that Vernon had a crush on Arnold's character. Bennett. I know. The outfit they had him in, I mean, hello, he's got a mesh, you know, he's, it looks like he's one of the village people. <laughs> they were trying to make the costume that had been on the guy previous fit me, and he was a lot smaller than I was. So, of course, that's what made it look like I was wearing this bulked up costume <laughs> I'm not Freddie Mercury on steroids Arnold's the the ideal and you know and if you can't write if you can't love it what do you want to do you want to kill it 
It's that really confusing sexuality comes through, and it manifests in violence. <laughs> it's it. There's something. Yeah. I mean, the outfit is super gay. Yeah. It's like a chain mo. I remember even when I was young thinking it was a weird outfit. I watching it now because I, I didn't remember him at all, and I was like, oh, whoa, he's Australian. Oh, whoa, what the fuck is he wearing? What is this character? Because it's it's <laughs> it's so out of place. It's so weird, and not even for the time. Like I don't feel like there was that was a an archetype or a it's stereotype. A, so he's <laughs> essentially got a tight black shirt of sorts on with a what could be described as a chainmail vest. Yeah, and a moustache. And a thick queer moustache. And, and Vernon le- Wells, the, the and actor. And leather pants. And leather pants. He was in Mad Max before this. That's all I know about So him. he just walked straight off the set well, he of came Beyond in the Thunderdome. I love it. I would have loved to see... Eric Banner as Chopper in this role. <laughs> that would have been so good. That would have been so good. He, no daughter. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's actually the other, that's Neville Bartos, but whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Why, why would I shoot him in the stomach and race off to the It doesn't uh, make it doesn't sense. It doesn't make anybody sense. Fuck, that's a good movie. That, yeah, that's a good movie. <sighs> Bring us home with the plot, Greg. Uh, he goes after them. Yeah, and what happens? Mass destruction. <laughs> he basically go. It's ridiculous. He goes after. <laughs> fuck. Oh, he goes shopping. Know, Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. important. There's scene. a good. There's a good part of that which just makes sense. Is like I think she reports it first, but yeah. the security guy is. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a. Uh, he looks unhinged. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, um, I actually don't want to go and talk to him by yeah. myself. Because <laughs> that is. I mean, he's a giant, but he's what tall? He's your height, right? I think like he's like he's, six two or something. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't, think, he's, I don't one, think he's maybe huge even height height wise. wise. But he's obviously a beast. I think it's two forty pounds here. Okay, so what's yeah, that? One ten? One oh eight point eight. Oh, you're good. I am pretty good, mate. I've been that heavy. Same. That was my max. That was my max when I was bulking. Anyway, uh, so he goes on the island, basically getting his daughter back. Yeah, has a showdown. He, he kills upward of sixty people in this. Yeah. Moment. So, on that note, is it worth just doing a little um, temperature check on where Commando stacks up with kill count? Yeah, yeah. It, out of all time, or yeah, it would be pretty low all time. I reckon. Oh, you reckon? I don't think it would be top ten. Um, all right. Well, let's um, let's see. I will tell you that he is in fact in the top ten. Really? Okay. There's a couple of obscure ones in here. Number one, I don't know. It's called Ogami Ito, Lone Wolf and Cub, White Heaven and in Hell, 1974. I think it's a samurai movie. Body count of 150. Ooh. Okay, so here we go. Number six. I'm just skip past couple because I've never heard of them. Rambo, 2008. First Blood 2. 2008. Oh, Rambo First 4 Blood. or whatever. When, John Rambo. When, he, when his face looked distorted from too much roid. Um, equal body count. Six and seven, John Matrix, eighty-seven. So it's all because that's a newer movie. So it's almost like he's trying to catch yeah, up. Hey, kill a few more John Matrix. Yeah, well, that's that's a good jumping-off point there, Gregory. That's right. It's called a segue. A good segue because this basically kicks off <laughs> the Arnie Stallone rivalry. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do it than with the twin movie? Because these movies are pretty fucking close to each other. Rambo: First Blood Part Two came out first. First, six months earlier in May 1985. Apparently, uh, the director saw Rambo 2 and had um, 
he changed some of Commando's climax to match the one-man army excess of Stallone. So I think they upped the body count, essentially. And also even the getting That's ready... Definitely, I reckon. Like, yeah. He's just going, oh. And, and getting ready, the, the getting ready thing is basically the, in both of those movies, too. There's so much going on in both of these movies. It's the one-man army. And it's even crazy, to your point about uh, the evolution of action heroes and that kind of shit, even going from First Blood to Rambo, First Blood Part 2, completely different movies. Oh. Like, it doesn't even make a kind of... It's like can, Rocky 1 to Rocky... You can make it Ro- make sense. It's like Rocky 1 to Rocky 2. Yeah. It's like Rocky 1 to Rocky 3. Any- yeah, <laughs> it's like it skipped like two or Rocky something. Rocky one to others. Yeah, Rocky First Blood. It's about a guy coming back from Nam with PTSD in a small town. Yeah, and he ends up fighting the local police like a crazy person. Yeah, he and gets then, he gets pulled up for doing nothing. Yeah, and then he kind of loses his shit. Yeah, and goes and, it's and like, goes feral. It's kind of good. Like Rocky one is good. It's Rocky, like yeah, kind of that level. It's a good movie. And then you jump. I'm not saying I, they do good in different ways. Like I like action movies, but. Rambo, First Blood 2, is... What is this? This is like... Whoa. And it's almost the same setup. He gets pulled out of... Well, he's, I guess he's breaking up rocks and shit in Rambo, but he gets pulled in to sort something out for someone else and he's like, doesn't want to do it, but he has to do it. It's kind of the same movie. It's the same movie. Yeah. yeah, it's really weird. But they famously have become frenemies. I mean, they were enemies and now they're kind of... They have great bands and now they're good good mates. But it's so funny hearing them well, talk about it now. They were both back then. They're super alphas. Like this yeah, is yeah, the yeah, alpha yeah. of alpha behavior. Yeah, uh, so behavior good. Of and because and then they they are lap pack, but they weren't in any movies together until um, Escape Plan. Maybe what's Escape Plan? It's a movie oh, they did where they're in prison yeah. together. Like and that's recent. That's the last five years. And then Expendables, but I yeah. can't remember which one was first. But they were. Intentionally nowhere near each other. There was a small nod. Yeah, in, they were fighting in for twins. Where they were there was fighting for box office, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way they talk about it is a fucking lull. But this is great. Listen to this. I, I, I've read that you guys actually hated each other for a while. Well, we were very competitive. Yeah, I think hate's a good word. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Come on. <laughs> Did you ever hate somebody so much? You go, I got to get to the gym. I got to, and, you know, a musician go, oh, I hate this guy. I'm going to blow him away next to yeah. audition. It just it was like the Rolling most, Stones a, and the Beatles. It, you know, they kept you know, releasing you great were, like, albums. Drinking buddies? No. Hey, let's share a blanket this weekend at the beach. No, I don't think so. That didn't happen. No, no, no They're trying no. to top each other. So he, no. He would come now, out I like, really respect this guy. I think, I think he's brilliant. What yeah. he's done, what he's accomplished, he's had three different careers. Oh, he's great. But I want to strangle him. You want to strangle him? <laughs> I did. Well, I mean, yeah. But I mean, you, you would do Rambo, and then he would do Commando. Commando, yeah. <laughs> there was a, there's a, there's a thing, you know, when people play, prey on your insecurities. When you go, your agent goes, yeah, you gotta do this movie, you gotta do this movie because Arnold's gonna do it. I go, really? I, I don't think Arnold can do this one because he's playing like an American cop. And they don't have German accents. They just not gonna. Because I'm telling you, if you don't do this thing, stop on my mama's shoot. He's in. What actually believe Arnie doing? Stop my mum will shoot. Like he did kindergarten cop, you know? Like it's, it's not out of his wheelhouse. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's, it's not, be- it's it's not believable. him. Stop or my mum will shoot. Stop. Yeah, I can see that. Or my mum will shoot. Although you couldn't have the adorable, uh, what's her name as his mum? Estelle Getty. Oh, she could just go, your father was from Austria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been watching Golden Girls and it's <laughs> great. Can we, can you just tell, tell our listener? 
So, uh, listeners in Australia, Golden Girls is on Stan, and it's uh, one of the best sitcoms around, going around. Um, I think we talked about this, actually. I think this is up there. Did we talk about this well, already? Maybe, but it, let's talk about it again. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> like, it's it's no Seinfeld, but it's probably at Friends <laughs> level, I would say, in terms of laughter. Friends is more of a soap opera with laughter. This is just lols. They just call each other sluts, and this is so funny. <laughs> Especially the grandma, Estelle Getty, who, funnily enough, in real life, was younger than her daughter, Dorothy. Little... What? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. B. Arthur is older than Estelle Getty. Nah. 100%. All right, Kevin. They're only like 60. That's like Sex in the City Part 2. Yeah, because they're out banging, man. Blanche is getting dicked up every week. I'm watching season two. Blanche thought she was pregnant. I'm like, I don't think you're pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And it turned out she was going through menopause. Um, So they're at that age. 60 ain't what it used to be, is it? That's like 60 is the new 30. Wait, Estelle Getty. Who's the other girl? B. Arthur. All right, internet. Prove Tristan right. Uh, 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 so Estelle Getty was born in 23. Yeah. B. Arthur was born in 22. Wow, by one year. Fuck. See, man, I also have the internet. <laughs> oh, no, I just I wanted to create a bit of dynamic tension. Some right? tension, right? Is tension right? is good. Is that so bad? <laughs> if I want to add some tension to this fucking love fest we call a podcast. It is a love fest. Hey, you know, we, we heard Sly's side of the story. Would you like to hear Arnold's side of the story? I fought with Sylvester Stallone for, for a decade in the 80s. It was all out war. We hated each other uh, because, uh, you know, we were both in the same business and we wanted to outdo each other. And uh, there was like a competition of who has the most muscles, who has the most definition, who has the least amount of body fat, who kills the most people on the screen, who kills them the most unique way, who makes more money at the box office, who makes more money for salaries and all of those. It was war straight all the way through. And then finally in the early 90s, uh, we became kind of friends. And ever since then we we have been friends. And we admire each other. It was just one of those things where you needed a competitor, someone that you hate, to unseat because that's what drives me. I'm a competitive person, so I had to kind of put his picture up there and say, he's the enemy, I got to destroy him, I got to overcome this obstacle here, I want to be number one, and we got to get rid of Sylvester Stallone. And he, of course, being very competitive, also felt the same way, and he said, I got to get rid of Schwarzenschnitzel, and we got to get, send, him, <laughs> send him back to Austria. So you're right, even body count was one of the things that were competitive about. Yeah, I reckon that late Rambo, 2008, yeah. He's like, I've got to match that body count. Yeah. Yeah, that it's good to see these um, no CGI. Yeah. I think one thing. An old school random stuntman. Like, yeah. Did you notice that in the, in the mall? Yeah. You're like, oh, that's a stuntman. <laughs> well, apparently they struggled with, he did most of his own. Yeah. I you read mean, that after I lift? watched it. I'm like, well, I'm, I know one he didn't the do. Lift? Yeah, jumping on yeah. the lift. Yeah. Because yeah. he apparently was quite hard to get a stunt double for Arnie because uh, yeah. he's such a. Yeah, well, I was only four years old at that point. I wasn't quite there. You're big baby, though. <laughs> I was a big baby, over 10 pounds. Yeah, your head would have been right. And by four years old, right. I was well over 10 pounds. Yeah. Your head would have been right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My head may have been too big. So that's, is that us? I think that's it. How, what's, what's your verdict? Uh, I'm going to leave it in the past. Yeah, I think it's like if like, you're... I appreciate it. If you're looking at this purely as a standalone, watch it today with zero context, yeah, I agree. But yeah. if... I think if you're watching it with 
the context of this is everything we said, then it's a rewatch. But for instance, Ara, my wife would not. No, Carol I think that's kind this. of the ultimate test, isn't it? A little bit. Personal taste aside, if it if it doesn't hold up to fresh eyes with zero context, then it doesn't hold up. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's got its place, but it's I, a shame. Yeah, I do enjoy the backstory. And I do enjoy like the rivalry and like how it, the idea that this kicked off, everything it kicked off. But yeah. as a film on its own, no, nah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go and watch it this weekend. And I wouldn't reboot it either. It's been rebooted. Yeah, every, every action movie is basically a reboot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, agree. Well, that's what we nice. thought. What do you we, agree? Yeah, what do we got next? Um, I believe we're going to hit some later 90s soon with some American pun. Ooh, significant. <laughs> You're right. Craig put some wine down the wrong hole. Wine Good night. Down. Good night. Thanks for coming. <laughs>